if you're moving to Turkey, the Turkish Riviera, with a young family, then you need to be around the bigger towns like Antalya, maybe Fethiye, yeah. maybe Bodrum, contemporary artists, musicians. Mm -hmm. They're not in Kalkan. They're not in Kash. They're not even in Cheshme. They're in Bodrum. I didn't want to say it because those words, they kind of, they, they sound insensitive, no, but, but it but is the But this is playground. straight talk, isn't it? It is straight talk. This You're is straight right. talk. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. In this episode, we're in Istanbul, as you can see, with uh, Mr. Cameron Diggin. But Cameron Diggin has been absent for a while. Where have you been, man? On the south coast of Turkey. On the south coast of Turkey, well, you know. which happens to be our topic of discussion today. Absolutely. It was rather difficult to actually yeah. let go. Um, uh, after two months, uh, I spent most of my time around mm. the south coast of Turkish Riviera, along the Turkish Riviera, yeah. most of my two months. Now, it's with a, with, a, with a heavy heart, I have to say, Man. I had to leave it behind. A good portion of that time, a good portion of that time, you were together. We've been we were to actually, Antalya, yes. Kash, Although Kalkan. I did spend more time than you. You did? I did, didn't I? Because, because I'm the worker, you're the boss. I don't know if that's yeah, the reason. I guess yeah, it's because yeah. I love the south coast of Turkey. <laughs> well, I mean, I love the south coast. But... Cameron, the south coast of Turkey, the southwestern coast of Turkey, is a is an incredible place. I mean, it is so beautiful and so unique that you know it outshines most of the holiday spots in Europe, right? And it is the dream of millions of people, both Turks and foreigners, to have themselves a summer home or a retirement home in the Turkish Riviera. Why is Turkish Riviera so favorable? What is special about this place? Well, I mean, first of all, let's let, let's kind of define what makes Turkish Riviera yeah. because there, there is no common consensus on that, to yeah. be honest with you. I mean, when we talk about Turkish Riviera, we, we tend to be talking about the Mediterranean coast of Turkey plus the Aegean coast. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Aegean coast itself is actually an extension of the Mediterranean, but yeah. since there's a different composition of the water, it, it, the terrain is different, then it, it is separated. Mm -hmm. The Mediterranean and the Aegean Arguably, coast. it is more beautiful. Well... It has pluses, yeah. I, 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 I should admit. Now, the thing is, we're talking about a 4,000-kilometer-long coastline. Yes. And along True. this 4,000-kilometer-long coastline, there are dozens and dozens of towns and yeah. cities and villages. And in fact, what is rather interesting to note is that of this 4,000-kilometer-long coastline, mm -hmm. Less than 25% is actually known to foreign um, home buyers or foreign visitors. 75% of this coastline is it's completely hardly, virgin. Well, I wouldn't say completely virgin, but it, it, not many people would have visited them except for Turkish people. As far as foreign yeah. travelers are concerned, 25% of this coastline is what they know, what they see, mm -hmm. and they think it's massive. And if you're asking me why is it so special, to be honest, it's value for money. It is, isn't it? You know, we can open this, we can open this value for money into possibly 10 subheadings but at the bottom of it it's value for money not only mm -hmm. this particular part of turkey 
is known as the cradle of civilization. It's got the Lycian route. It's got uh, possibly more Roman ruins than in Italy. <laughs> yeah, more Roman, Roman still, ruins yeah. than in Italy. Certainly, more Greek philosophers like the likes of Homer yeah, and many other big names, more Greek philosophers actually originate from this part of the world than from Greece. Let me tell you, let me tell you something funny. I'm from Izmir, yes. yeah? And I'm from a small town in Izmir called Menderes. Yes. And we have an ancient city, ancient settlement called Klaros, okay? Okay. Uh, it's called, in Turkish, it's um, Klaros Bilicilik Marcus. It's like a philosophy center. And allegedly, that's where Homer is from, or that's where Homer has completed great deal of his studies in that town. I am from the same region with that guy. I mean, how crazy is that? And there are there are so many people from that area that when you think about, it, I mean, Santa Claus. Santa Claus is from a, a little town called Demre, or next yeah. to Demre, and there's an ancient little town there called Myra. Yeah. Upon which I named my daughter, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Funny enough, I mean, it, it never rain, it never snows in Demre. No, it doesn't. Yet Santa Claus yet, is yet Santa Claus. associates Santa Claus with um, yeah. sledges yeah. And, and, and two meter tall snow. Some Nordic dude. <laughs> well, well, well. Some Nordic dude with a big white beard. Yeah. Whereas apparently Santa Claus himself yeah. is from that particular part of Turkey. And the story is yeah. that, that the town folk, and apparently this is a true story, the town folk would wake up in the morning and they'd find small little presents in front of their houses, especially the underprivileged ones. They'd find small little presents. So someone, some do-gooder, would leave food and other little presents. And then later it is discovered that it's a, this particular gentleman who yeah. later becomes named as the Santa Claus. So this is yeah. where the story actually comes from. But there's no snow in that story. No, there certainly is no snow. In, but plenty of sunshine. Actually, over 300 days in a year, yeah. plenty of sunshine, <laughs> but certainly no snow. <laughs> it was so hard when we passed there. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the Turkish Riviera for you. Why is it so special? Again, value for money. Yeah. Cradle of civilization. Woo. Now, today, today, what does it offer today? Okay, we understand yeah. that it's rich in history, that, that, that it's also known as the cradle of civilization. But how about today? Well, today, today, it's arguably mm -hmm. offers the most magnificent sailing route in the entire Mediterranean. True, yeah. The most magnificent sailing route in the entire Mediterranean, in my opinion, shared by many very keen boaters, yeah. is the route between Bodrum all the way to Fethiye and Kalkan, that, that particular that is route. amazing. It's like a grid, yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. it? The there are thousands like... of little bays and yeah. coves and bays yeah. and coves that are only accessible by boat. Wow, yeah. It's like you've got this sheer green terrain that, that, that straight hits into the blue waters of the Mediterranean and the yeah. Aegean. Spectacular. So many shelters for, boat, yeah. for boats to, to, to actually... Um, shelter themselves and, and enjoy a few days uh, away from sight. Um, so that's that's a big plus for yes. boaties. But of course, not each and every one of us is a boatie. So all right, the Riviera offers diversity. True. I mean, we are talking about a Riviera with the coastline four thousand kilometers on it. Absolutely. You have cities, 
towns, even metropoles. How would one go about buying a home in a 4,000-kilometer long? Where do you go, basically? Yeah. So, I mean, one thing for sure, Mm. wherever you go, you've got the perfect Mediterranean climate. Yeah. In some parts, a little bit hotter than the others. So, where do you go? Okay. Now, I think... Before you set out to decide where do you go, you've got to look at what your needs are, mm-hmm. what your requirements are. Mm-hmm. For example, if you're moving to Turkey, the Turkish Riviera, with a young family, mm-hmm. um, or including school-age children, then you need to be around the bigger towns like Antalya, maybe Fethiye, yeah. maybe Bodrum, maybe up in Izmir. Yeah. However, if you are looking for nature, and if you are basically looking to be left alone, so to yeah. speak, then you could go to places like Bosborun, Söğüt, Selimiye, many, yeah. many little gorgeous piece of paradise like villages and towns that no one will see. Selimiye is amazing, man. Selimiye is out of this world. I mean, oh my God. It's, it's, right. it's like, I mean, you just go there, open a book and yeah, start reading. Yeah. Oh my god! For hours and hours. Not yeah. that I would, but a lot of people would. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah, but anyway, how do we go about buying a home in that region? Can we divide it into some sections? How and do talk we differentiate these areas? Yeah, different. Where areas, do we yeah. go? Yeah, where do we go? We can. I think. I think the most meaningful, the most meaningful way to kind of section this Riviera into areas that people would be familiar with without going into those little towns and villages that mm-hmm. no one has heard of is i'd say antalya mm-hmm. and the and the surrounding area the province of antalya, antalya. so i w- what, what i'll do is i'll give an overview um for a potential foreign home buyer mm-hmm. as to where to buy let's look at antalya yeah antalya itself is a two million population city yeah Antalya would appeal to almost everyone, mm-hmm. except, I'd say, for those who are looking for serenity and to be away from crowds. For because them, Antalya at, at, at the end of the day, it's a city. True. It's a coastal city. So for them, Antalya might be a little bit too big if they're looking for, you know, proper getaway. So Antalya is no longer a getaway. So it would suit the more urban traveler Mm-hmm. The more urban home buyer who still wants to be connected to an urban place, yeah, but wants to have the beauty of the Mediterranean right at their fingertips. Antalya is fantastic for you. Of course, yeah. You have best of schools, mm-hmm. hospitals, you name it. Yeah. You have it. Some amazing restaurants, certainly the beaches. If you like a bit of skiing as well on the side, you wanna be you wanna swim in the morning, mm-hmm. ski in the afternoon, hey. Antalya is the place for you. Antalya is the place yeah. for you. You're a bit of a golfer. Antalya is the place well, for Belek you. Belek is the place Belek. for you. Twenty minutes from Antalya City. Yeah. You've got fifteen, if not sixteen championship golf courses, yeah. which apparently are better than the ones in Portugal. I wouldn't know I'm not How a How is that so? Well, quite a few of my clients who are very keen golfers who've golfed all around the world are claiming that Belek offers better golfing facilities and terrain all around than Portugal. Okay. 
Chub, chub. I don't know. So, and then you have Sida. Still about 40 minutes, 45 minutes drive of the Antalya city. It's an old, ancient town where, apparently, Cleopatra would soak herself in donkey's milk. In donkey's milk. Apparently, it's good for your skin. Don't try it at home. Anyway, so you could, you could, you could base yourself in Side, which is a small town, authentic, nice beaches, about 45 minutes from Antalya city. So you're still within the environment of a bustling two million population city. So that's Antalya for you. Yeah. It offers you the best of both worlds. Okay. Then, now, are there any downsides to Antalya? Humidity. Yeah, it's very humidity. Very Antalya high. can get a little too humid um, for some people, but but please do not think of Singapore type humidity, mm -hmm. tropical, not nothing like that. Yeah. But if you if if you like your beaches warm and hot, yeah. Antalya is your place for you in an urban lifestyle. Then once we drive from Antalya to uh, westwards, uh, about two and a half hours or so, we'll come to Kash. And then within 20 minutes of Kash, Kalkan. Focus on Kalkan. So let's let's talk about them together. Now, mm -hmm. Kash and Kalkan certainly, certainly um, are not places for an urban life seeker. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you're looking for a higher level of interaction, higher level of social life, cinemas, opera saloons, and a lot of facilities around you, Kash and Kalkan are not for mm -hmm. you. Kash and Kalkan are places that... that uh, you know, w would be suitable for you if you're looking for, well, if you're looking to get away, yeah. get away to kind of authenticity, get away to Greco-Turkish lifestyle, because both Kash and Kalkan True. were Greek towns. And after 1919, when we had the population exchange, Turks from Greece moved to, along those shores yeah. and Greeks moved to Greece, so we had the population exchange. So True. the culture, Kasha and Kalkan, the law of the local culture is still very Turkish, very Greek mm -hmm. kind of emerger. Now these are ancient, authentic, absolutely gorgeous little towns. But True. nothing much happens in these towns. They have very, very high rental income for those investors who are looking for holiday homes with a good um, rental edge when yeah. they're not using it or fantastic especially Kalkan but if you're looking for an all year round place if you have young Kash children you want to send them to school Kash and Kalkan definitely not for you C can we definitely. call them as a retirement place alright let me give you an example I love Kash and I think I told you this before Yeah. and about 10 years ago 10-11 years ago um, I I, I came very close to buying a home in cash. Mm -hmm. Then we didn't. We bought a home in Bodrum. Yeah. Now, with the benefit of hindsight, um, am I glad that I bought in Bodrum as opposed to cash? Yes. And I tell you why. Because having lived now along the Turkish coast in Bodrum for four or five years, almost full time, I now know that I couldn't have done that in cash. Because yeah. although when you go there, you get struck by the beauty of the place, it mesmerizes you. It it's does. It's so beautiful. But after a week or two, you find yourself going round and round and round the same domain, the same restaurants, the same streets, 
the same faces, the same restaurants, same streets. Would they be suitable for retirement, for year-round living? Yes, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, no, there, there are some people who are looking for that. If you need more action. Yeah. For me, Bodrum proved to be a better place because it's more year-round mm -hmm. and there's a lot more action. Who is Bodrum for? You talked about Bodrum. Let, let, let's continue with Bodrum. Who is Bodrum for? Is the word sophisticated the right word? Probably not. I think that's a word that is... That, that is abused most of the time. Mm -hmm. Sophisticated. What does it mean? No. Sophisticated. I mean, to me, cash is sophisticated. Calcum yeah. is sophisticated. Boardroom is upmarket. This is how I okay. would frame let's, it. Okay, let's, let's use the word upmarket. Boardroom is where... Okay, let's put it this way. You know, in the center of Boardroom, you have Marina Yacht Club. Yes. Which true. is a beautiful venue. We've been there. Beautiful venue. It's got a lovely rooftop restaurant yes. that serves repeatedly good food. And downstairs on the ground level, you've got a good size open air. I wouldn't use the word club because club performance means performance center. It's it's like a performance entertainment area with a big stage. Mm -hmm. Now, that stage homes some of Turkey's um, top contemporary artists, musicians. Mm -hmm. They're not in Kalkan. They're not in Kash. They're not even in Cheshme. They're in Bodrum. Yeah. And okay. from time to time, we get um, musicians coming over from the UK, coming over from the US, coming over from France and Italy. Yeah. Well-known musicians. They take up stage in Bodrum. At any point in time, if you were to say to me, Cameron, what are the top largest and most expensive boats in Turkey, right now, moored in Turkey, I'd say to you, out of the 10, at least five are moored in Bodrum. If you're somebody in that Bodrum, is what it is. okay, yeah. in, in Istanbul, if you have yeah. money, your summer home has to be in Bodrum yeah. because everyone else yeah. that you know in Istanbul who's true, got money true. are in Bodrum. It is the yeah. playground of yeah. the Turkish jet set. Yeah. And not only the Turkish jet set, in fact. It's the playground of um, quite a few other jet setters, too. Yeah. Um, Do you know what? I'll tell you something. Among all of the other places in the Turkish Riviera, I'd still go for Bodrum. And my number one reason, number one reason is humidity. It's, it's, it's low humidity there. I love it. Yeah. I love it. If because of the lay of the land, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're in the shade, you're not sweating. Yeah. Because I the, love the, that weather. Because the, the wind that comes generally from the sea yeah. toward the land kind of washes and pushes away all the hu yeah. humidity because you haven't got the mountains blocking you. That's a big plus, actually. That, that's a massive plus. For me, a plus. that's a Look, I would rather Fethiye, okay? Fethiye, amazing place. Gorgeous Full country. Of, like, air. Gorgeous. As a package, Fethiye is the best. Oh, geography. Yeah. Fethiye is strikingly more beautiful than Bodrum. Exactly. The, exactly. the, the areas around Fethiye, the mountains, the almost two and a half, three thousand yeah. meter tall mountains just in the backdrop of Fethiye, which are snow capped. I've been there. I flew a drone over them. Oh, you Dude, did? It looks amazing, man. Because you, you, you were doing the Chevalier Island episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. The first of the 12 islands in the Gulf yeah. of Fethiye. Oh, yeah. Where we yeah. built four villas. Yeah. I mean, we will rub some of the images, some of the pictures from uh, that place as well. I mean, uh, here's the thing. We're talking about Fethiye. Let's, let's continue talking okay. about Fethiye. Fethiye definitely offers better value for money. Of course. Because in Fethiye, um, $300,000 will buy you a four-bedroom detached 
villa with a good size private garden, secluded possibly as well, mm -hmm. and a private pool. In Bodrum, the same amount of money will not buy you that. Um, in Bodrum, say you go to Marina Yacht Club mm -hmm. for a dinner. Two people, you can easily, easily spend $150. Two people with a bottle of wine. In Fetia, comparable spot, half price. Yeah. Half price. Fetia, the word I would use to describe Fetia is local. Okay. Local. Only in the center, about 8,000 expats are living. These people yeah. are generally from yeah. the UK. Yeah. And there is a very strong very expat community. There's a very, 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 very yeah. strong British regiment yeah. in, uh, in Fetia. When you go to Bodrum and you start socializing and mixing with Turkish people who live in Bodrum, you'll find that nine out of 10 are not from Bodrum. They, yeah. they are expats in Bodrum themselves almost. Yeah. They're like from Istanbul, Ankara, Izmir, yeah. they moved to Bodrum. So that kind of brings a different kind of dynamic to the place. And that's probably what makes a difference between Bodrum and Fethiye. Bodrum being more upmarket, a little bit more, a little bit more upwardly mobile, a little bit more demanding, a little bit more high-end. Whereas Fethiye is local. Listen to this, I went to a barbershop in Fethiye and you know barbershops, right? Barbershops in Turkey where local people come together and they, they talk about, you know, saving the country. You know, yeah. oh, the dollar is going up, this oh, is Turks going down. Yeah, yeah, Turks yeah. are doing that. <laughs> in Fethiye, people were talking about the price of tomatoes. Everybody in the barbershop were talking about the price of tomatoes. You know what? You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. If you were in Bodrum, yeah. in the same barbershop, they'd be talking about the price of the boats they buy. Yeah. And sell. Yeah. yeah. That's the difference. Um, and then among those three... Go for Antalya if you're looking for more of an urban lifestyle. Go for Fethiye if you're looking for a higher degree of affordability and beautiful terrain and local lifestyle. Go for Bodrum if you're looking for that extra touch of luxury. upmarket luxury feel. Yeah. I think that's the that's way to a, That's a great summary. I That's a so. great summary. Anyway, thank you very much, Thanks a Cameron lot. Diggin. Anyway, all right. Thank you very much for staying Thanks this long. I, I, I hope that me and Mr. Cameron here uh, have provided value for your time. I hope so. Yeah. And again, watch those videos in the uh, description box below. If after watching those videos and after watching this video, you still have a lot of question marks right with in. this WhatsApp number, write in. Uh, your messages go directly to Mr. Cameron himself so he can identify your specific you know, I'll needs. I'll tell you what I think. What? I think you should put your number there too. Why? Well, because look, it's two of us doing the show. Yeah. And all the messages come to me. Yeah. I think you should put your name and my name there. People can write to you. People can write to me. Then we can keep okay. score. Or who, who, who's going to get more likes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. Okay. My number will be there too. Okay. Very good. Um, write to me if you want to ask me any questions. Write to Mr. Cameron if you want to ask him any questions. And until the next episode, see ya. See ya.